Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and please enjoy the second half of this week's recording, where we cover the remaining characters that have got us very excited from Wave 5 Titan Masters attack. But we'll uh, we'll move on from Pounce and talk about Windsweeper a bit, who's, a, at least with my dirtily blue build, did exactly what I thought it would do. It was a very dirtily <laughs> blue build, but yeah, it just... Did nothing, mm-hmm. and that was. It is a concern that I have with him, but I still have half a dozen or more ideas for him, both on the blue side, on the orange side. Um, I think there's there's still potential here, but he definitely plays into your point earlier, Scott. Of he definitely needs another attacker with him. Yeah, I don't, he can't carry the day by himself. Yeah, but the thing to remember about him is. He's essentially like seven attack. Yes. Well, that's honestly why I've been looking at the orange ones yeah. because it's like, okay, well, seven attack seems good, especially with yeah. direct damage baked on. It's not just attack. Well, it's 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 not direct damage. It's not my definition of direct damage because uh, yes, it has to be on the def- it has to be on the defender. Correct. So I just look at it as plus two attack, basically. Um, I think I think he became a little worse in my mind initially because of when I started thinking that way, like. He's seven attack, but then I'm like, wait, he's seven, fifteen, two for ten. Like th- those are insane stats, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a character not on this list. The Optimus Prime is not on this list because this character does this without needing to jump through hoops. Yes, just heals himself for a tremendous amount every single turn. Mm-hmm. Um, which combos with so many cards that we've already mentioned. Like, and that's why there's a lot of synergy on this list. Yep. Um, your one shell stands, which we mentioned with Cup. Your Canadian Crash, which we mentioned with Cup. Like, there's just too many. There's just a lot of synergy going on. Mm-hmm. The only negative I actually found with him so far is like the planes that cost in between five and ten are, are horrendous. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing at Chad at the same time as laughing at that because, uh, yeah, it's um. Oh boy. Like I've gone. I've gone to the point where I'm like. Could, do I actually want to be flipping Thundercracker every other turn and getting... Okay, he was on, on that list. Le- so, <laughs> funny story, like, there's a lot of... It, it, I meant to call it out earlier, but, yeah. you know, Fangry's melee, Brawn is melee, Pounce's melee, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, the list gets pretty large of melee characters mm-hmm. that are going to see play, so it's not crazy, it's just Thundercracker's stat-wise is just not where he needs to be i don't think um he's just too he was fragile before and now it's just like he's just made a he's a paper airplane um the one character i haven't paired him with that i probably need to is the wave one jetfire because the whole point of this deck is like like i mean you i watched you play with it yeah i think we can agree the 
the I don't care about the bot mode's terrible, right? Like it, it means nothing. Like you have to invest because you have to attack in the in the in the in the all mode. Oh yeah, the only so, so it's too many flips to invest to ever use that ability, in my opinion. It depends. Like so, that build obviously the other parts aren't right. flipping, so there. Which is what I don't. Which is what I don't want to be doing. Correct, and that was the big takeaway: is that okay? It's fine. I so there. It's not useless, obviously, mm-hmm. but it it's mostly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It did way less than I I even I didn't think it was going to do much, and it did less than that. So right. <laughs> it right. was not good. Right. Um, I agree with you that it, any flip. That's why Jetfire is a, is actually a pretty cool idea. Um, I know we've been talking offline about a bunch of other plane options, and that's where I know this is a question from way back early when. Uh, we were talking about the Sky Shadow plane, and somebody in chat said, well, why not just Fangry? Well, here's a location where you may want the plane because right. then that eight slot or whatever, you know, whether you use saturation bombing, his stratagem or whatever, that other guy slot, now it's, okay, that guy can flip all day, every day, because the plane ain't flipping, this guy ain't flipping, he has an eight bold, he powers this guy up, like, it, it adds some attributes. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I do like the the potential. What I've been finding is, as I'm trying to sketch stuff out is if you go him with or without stratagem and then another nine or ten cost character and then maybe, you know, like villainous or whatever, like some other stratagem or something else to fill that star cost out. I don't know. I mean, you could run whatever and then tailwind or it's just... I'm falling back into that trap of this is a three wide deck that isn't doing relevant enough things as just arbitrary three wide. It's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Or I could just go play galaxy or whatever. and It'll be way better is what I've been encountering a lot. That's why it has to be the centerpiece of a The second character has to be somebody relevant. This yes. is the whole pounce crankies thing that I've been, that we've been talking about, but like, exactly. Yeah. That's where I was leading <laughs> this yeah, to. Yeah. I just think this guy combines a tremendous amount of survivability with a tremendous amount of offense without having to flip. So, like, it's very similar to topspin with a much more relevant tribe. Mm. Um, Well, I mean, I guess just because Spaceship is awful, but, like, Plane isn't a great tribe either. (laughs) um, The bold card is really good. And the it concealing contra and, and concealing contrails is really good. In, uh, you put them in the same if you put them in a blue black deck together, like there's your deck, right? I mean, like you get a free double black and but a bold four. See, I could actually see concealing contrails in the orange version of this. I wouldn't necessarily because this almost goes to and again it, until we pin down what the partners are. This right. is all hypothetical, right. but if right. you did blue black with this guy. And you were just rely. It's like okay, I moved two damage, and then I flipped two black pips. And it's like okay, my turn was deal four damage it, to one of our earlier points of you're doing he stuff. Two. He but, healed two also. Though. That's the big thing. Like that's in a blue deck. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It, not just in a blue deck. That's part of the reason why I was thinking. Aside from the static laser of Ironhide interaction, which seems ridiculous, but mm-hmm. uh, in an orange deck, given his high health pool. And then maybe, you know, like the the bold card or a blue here, blue there, whatever. 
If you get multiple heals, it could end up being that this guy somehow requires three hits or guarantees that they have to do two. It can't just be slam them on one. Oh, look, he took nine because you're an orange deck or whatever. And they are, they Mm -hmm. randomly flipped a bunch. Uh, Well, nine wouldn't be enough, but point is that they wouldn't be able to get there with one attack and a burn card later. It Mm -hmm. requires that second attack and then it changes stuff. Yeah. But I agree with chat that the one defense is a challenge sometimes. <laughs> on him. On him. He has one defense in the relevant attacking mode. Heals two, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's three, <laughs> if you look at it that way. Um, but who are you, like, who are we comparing him to a second ago? You were, Oh, you were saying about topspin. And you well, were saying, you, oh, it's not, a less, it's not a less relevant tribe. Oh, but yeah, what yeah. tribe is on him that is not on topspin? Well, yeah, that's the more relevant <laughs> one. I agree. And what, so, yeah. Um, so let, let's take a minute and talk about, it. do you feel, now that we have the context of everything, that saturation bombing is worth it? If you can find room for it, it's a free strafing run. Um, I mean, to be yeah, honest, I was actually bombing. looking at the, the heal part of it as more important, to be honest. Because, yeah, it's a strafing run, but... If it's three guys, you're healing three combined with two. Like healing five, even just once, seems like a lot. Five, sure. I don't think it's gonna. You, well, because you'd I only because it's you have to have five damage on you then. Well, no, because I'm saying the single guy before they lose a guy. It's it's how much yeah. damage you have, and then it, more than their quantity of guys, you move damage and then heal it. So if we're playing. A blue deck, I could see it going long enough that you end up with five damage. I mean, your opponent would obviously play around it, or I assume they'd probably be hitting whatever your middle guy is for the larger chunks of damage. It's, it's not necessary there. You're going to win that matchup anyway. Well, not necessarily. You could play it with Sky Shadow and just dirtle around forever. <laughs> but I mean, you want to be dirtling around forever against that kind of deck, so it's yeah. not a big deal. Um, so like, in, like, I think getting above three is a pipe dream. Well, okay, just, so just, if it's a heal four, like that's still his attack with two and then heal two off. Like a heal yeah, four seems that, solid. Like one time heal four or one time? I don't think you can do any more than one time heal three at, at best. And well, that's I, totally fine. It's just that are yeah. you going to have damage on you is the question. Well, I mean, you had said it after I had played that one on stream that he's going to require the the global strafing runs the i don't know if you necessarily go as far as photon bomb but maybe you're gonna need no, the um the magnetic defense right yeah the, that, that's what i meant crashes, the one shell stands obviously yeah yeah but you have to have enough ways to to self-damage on him the problem i have right now is that the the partners that i really want to pair him with cost 10 yes so there's no there's no room for the stratagem yeah if you can find if you can find me a playable nine drop or lower plane then we're talking stratagem that's mm. not Thundercracker. <laughs> Unless you think Thundercracker is good. I don't know. He's 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 where I've gotten to at this point. So I mean the so what about well under ten, I was gonna say wave two skywarp is ten. Uh that is somebody that would want to flip a lot. Uh you can get back your one shell stands. Um the, sure. the other but sky he costs 10. He costs 10. Uh, yes, that's why I was ignoring it. Right, right. Um the other I tried wave two I tried wave three skywarp. I, I don't care. What about like, the like, recursion? 
I just, yeah, I just don't care. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when I had tried them way back when, uh, like long before this set, it was cute and all to, to always have a billion cards, but like you can only play one of them a turn and you're not right. getting pounce level stuff. So, I mean, Spy Master's Ruse makes that better, I guess. I don't know. But like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, even mm. then, that is your one play for the turn and you want to be playing. Ac- the, the issue I'm actually having with a lot of decks that I'm building is like the actions have so much synergy and the upgrades don't. The upgrades just do things. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the synergy comes from the actions. So you can't be playing like, I'm going to get back two secret actions because that's not what you want to be doing with this guy. You want to be caming and crashing, one shot standing, things like that. So yes, the wave two sky warp is a perfect example, but he costs 10. So it, like it's a totally fine deck to build, but then the strategy's out the window again. So like that's yeah. the original question we're trying to solve. So Exactly. The I mean, that brings us back to uh, the guys that we brought up earlier. And I'm checking chat. Yeah, they're 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 ahead of us a little bit. I get or maybe not because we said it earlier. I don't know. The trigger happies of the world. Um the sky yeah, shadow again, parts. Like I'm gonna be playing upgrades. Brainstorm does that better, right? Like I can just be attacking and then probably draw an upgrade. Like I know yes. it's a different phase or whatever, like, but that's where I'm coming. Like, that's the problem, is like I'm just dirt like that's dirtling to me. Like trigger happy is pretty dirtling to me. So I mean, well, trigger happy does have the argument of okay, if we're saying the upgrades just I might be okay with just recurring javelins every turn. Yeah, it's fine. He has Pierce four. I mean, obviously that's good. But yeah. like I he was an option. I just think he's kind of dirty. Like, but, you know, maybe it, I might be wrong. I think he's not as bad as Skywarp, let's say that. <laughs> like, Skywarp is super dirtily. Um, <laughs> I, that's that's the title for the show, because you've said that word way more tonight than any other night. I'll try to find a cool, I'll try to find a cool graphic. <laughs> I... I'll be honest, I don't want to know what happens if you Google turtling. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to know what that Google image search is. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there, I think there are a bunch of options. I think, personally, the, the stratagem, is as cool as it is, might be just a little bit too much of a reach. And I think your mm-hmm. options, at least currently, are going to be better served with either the 10-10-5 route or if Trigger Happy works, I agree. The aggro route is probably the... Although Chad was saying the other thing, um, if you go the Sky Shadow plane, the blue-black plan again, if you can find enough, you'll have the yeah. orange-blacks because you're going to be running Precision Fire and, uh, excuse me, Magnetic Dysfunction Ray anyway. So maybe, and obviously Kamian crashes like we were talking about, maybe there's just enough regardless. Um, It also frees up room with that plane to, say, run Horrible and then just flip him back and forth a thousand times. Yes, I agree. That's one of the options. Right. But pair him with Perceptor in a tiny plane. We're almost there yet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was the other option. But I mean, like, yeah, these are all options. Yep. There's a lot of things, like, again, build arounds. The the guy does enough to justify and gives you enough options that there's probably something there. We'll see. He forces the build around because you have to have a second plane. Yes. And it can't be... It's it's a more obvious... Yeah. <laughs> well, you can run the 10-drop one. He's 5-bold one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which you can get from Jetfire and then flip around. He's one, that I need to, he's one that I think I need to explore because that flip is actually worth it. So Jetfire? That's one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been trying to make Jetfire work since Wave 1, so... <laughs> I don't know that I ever really tried to make him work, which is part of the problem, so... 
I don't know if he ever really had a, a good opportunity, but we'll see. So yeah. speaking of horrible, let's talk about him for a little bit. So uh, has he been meeting your expectations? Tremendously. I mean, I would, I, I can't imagine that you would have said no, to be honest, but the incremental value you get from just simply playing cards you want to be playing is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's just too many options. Like he can be your flipper because he has relevant abilities in both modes. Um, or you can just flip him to body mode and just sit there and just do his ability all game. Mm hmm. Um, but if you are able to put him in a deck where he can flip more often, you will just get tremendous value as the game goes on. Fling um, is pretty good if you don't have to actually invest a card. Like right, and you, right, and you, right, exactly. You can do he can start in body mode, play a black card, and then flip to like you get extra damage out of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It just can't be the turn. Excuse me, you want to attack? Well, it, it doesn't really matter whether you attack with him in that mode or not. Um. I mean, yeah, you lose an attack going into all mode. Yeah. He's not really there for his his punching. Yeah, he is he's the poster child for the medium cost character that wants to flip. Yes. He's the only one I've found so far that, that meets that criteria. Um so he just makes he makes your battle deck just so much better. Yeah, when our disruptor um, blades also come with a zap, when you know, yeah, magnetic dysfunction rays. Oh, your Autobots, your photon bombed. Oh, and that guy takes another damage. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> it seems wild. Or the other, or the the other one is like, oh, I'm in body mode, and your guys aren't Titan Masters. He takes no no initial damage, only takes the one, and your guys take two. One of your guys takes two. Like, it's just. The Kami and Crash example is just way too powerful because the cards don't have to be played on him. And I think that's that's the main issue. Like I could just Kami and Crash that guy over there, and then you take another, and then he basically almost does his own Kami and Crash right. out of the deal. Um, in in orange builds, I found him to be a little bit um, vulnerable, but I haven't played him in an orange build that has Grax as the head yet either. Only um, puts him at ten. Yeah, I'm just saying. Are you, is, Grax, is Grax three stars or four? Three, three. right? Okay, so it puts him at nine. But still, with, that's I think with fourteen health, right? Yeah, he's a three nine two three nine or four nine one in body. That's I can see why, and I definitely agree. It he seems like the obvious target. Where if you're playing horrible and you go second. It's like, yeah, I need to punch that guy immediately. Like, it, right. it stands out, which may or may not play to your advantage just simply because, okay, well, the, there are other characters on the team. They do do their own thing. Um, right. It's. Do you feel that his home is ultimately going to be blue as a result of that vulnerability? Or do you think that it's still, he? it doesn't matter. It just, you have to play around it or deal with it. Um, I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it matters. Like, I think as long as, I, I would say only because I think you get more value out of the straight black cards in a blue build than you do in an orange build. Makes sense. Like, 
I'm not saying you're not going to play Kami and Crash in that build. And obviously the orange-black cards to me are much better, which is part of the issue that I'm finding. Um, yeah, I just think he has too much synergy. Like uh, Against other aggro decks, he's ridiculous. Like If you're an aggro deck and playing him, you have a, a massive advantage. Yeah, for a number of um, reasons. Like there, yeah. there are a lot of things that play into that. Yeah, I mean... Like he eats insecticons for breakfast. Um, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. He eats, he eats patrols for breakfast. Like I mean, he like the aggro decks that exist currently. When you when you test against them, he just demolishes them. No matter like no matter which side you're playing, especially when a lot of your orange black cards are strafing runs. Like you know that those decks are already vulnerable to like yeah. yeah. He's just adding damage on top of that. So right. Um, it's just survivability is a lot less in a um. In an orange deck, and I guess a lot. And my other issue is, I guess a lot of orange decks. I don't want to say they're flip intensive, but they sometimes want to be flipping their characters to the right mode to be a, to be attacking in. Yeah, and so like you lose the ability to flip. Like if the game goes long enough, which it won't, because you're the aggro deck. Like you you lose that ability. So like I just haven't built that yet. But I mean that's it's perfect. Like you're gonna just want to pair him with somebody else on this list in any aggro build. And I yeah. just found that to be a ridiculous synergy. So. Yeah, this is another one that fell into the category similar to Bludgeon earlier, where it's like we're gonna we're gonna be seeing a lot of it. So I'll let Scott and the other guys handle that one. And I'll try the other weird stuff like like Cosmos, <laughs> sure <laughs> stuff like that because it's one of those that I definitely want to play around with. But just from a I guess a division of labor standpoint, it made more sense just to like all right, well I'll try this other stuff because I know they're gonna put horrible and. Uh, and bludgeon, etc., through their paces. So, like, there's very subtle things with him as well. Like, is like, like to me, Energon Axe is the best card, like best weapon in the game. Mm. Like, in my opinion, no doubt about it. Um, he, you can play, and you, but you don't play three of them in a deck. You usually play two or one. Mm. He, when you're playing decks with him, and you're in a blue deck, you're just like, okay, three Energon Axes, no problem, because he's always going to be able to put it on. Yep. He's always going to be able to enable it. So, like, you know, like, there's there subtle things like that that he makes other cards better. Makes sense. Like, he makes R to start to relate better. Like you said, he makes Rock Toss way better. He makes, um, like, my Dexter's Function Ray is already good, but he makes it even better. Yeah. Rock Toss um, being a Plasma Burst is, is wild. <laughs> yeah. Black, orange. Well, splittable. Burst, yeah. So. A, a splittable yeah. Plasma Burst. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's the splittable nature of a lot of these cards that I think uh, is where the subtlety is. Like, I do, like, Kami Crash, like, I do two to that guy and one over there. Like, it's 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 that nature of it that's really powerful. Nobody's ever safe with this guy on the board. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I I really like this guy. I'm looking forward to to trying him out in a, a number of different ideas. Probably something Windsweeper related at some point, or some of these other yeah. guys mm-hmm. will see. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go from horrible to fangry who is i don't know if he's my favorite card in the set from a actual card perspective but he's one of my favorite cards like i legitimately love this art mm-hmm. uh, i know that there's a lot of initiatives to track all the who the artists are whoever i haven't i should have gone and looked to see who the artist credit is because I love this art. It's awesome. Um, 
This one, I mean, I know we had said that a lot of them are builder rounds in that, you know, like Windsweeper requires certain criteria or Horrible at least influences your battle deck. Fangry is a little more straightforward. <laughs> sort of. The only restriction I have is I never wanted to cost more than seven. But I can I can see the argument where if, like, in the in the way in the Siege 2 meta, you'd be fine with him having Clobber on him. Because yeah. he only cares about attacking the, the, the big guy anyway. Yeah, as long as you make your one attack count, that's what right. matters. Um, right. Here, he's at just a wheeljack with a one-star right. head. That's probably good enough, especially because, you know, obviously you want him to, to trigger on more, or activate, not trigger, on more potential targets. Right. Um, and the big thing is he doesn't have to flip. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Another broken record scenario where we've said this about a number of characters here, positively and negatively. The fact that he stays in the relevant mode, because I don't know, I will throw the question out there. Have you thought of anything where you care about him being in the other mode? Absolutely not. Yeah, it, it's straight up never. Cro- I mean, I take that back. Every time, the only time it crosses my mind is like I'm in the middle of a game where I'm I'm trying to build the decks, and I'm like, wait, what is that? Oh yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and then just put it back down. Um, I mean, they'd have to be playing some super wide deck where he would get it at all times, and I'd have to be playing a blue deck. Neither of these things have involved Fangry yet. So correct. Um, I mean, he's still really powerful. Like in a in a blue-black build, of course. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he would have both three... He'd basically probably be attacking, you know, four... Pierce four quite often. Right. Which is fine. But I'd rather be attacking, like, for nine. Right. <laughs> Plus, know? it goes... So. It, when you brought up the relevant tribes on some of the other characters, Fangry being melee does make it even more awkward on top of the other things. Mm-hmm for the blue version to exist simply right it's just he's melee you get energon slingshot congratulations mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or you can make your javelins he's a six base attacker right <laughs> I, I don't know I, it's something but yeah it's it, he's more straightforward and therefore i feel like there's less to say but at the same time i am incredibly excited and eager to play with Fangry more so than even some of the more interesting characters both on this list or even in the set in general sometimes just it's a solid attacker and he happens to be a robot werewolf yeah he just enables too much like he's just he's just the premier aggro card in the set yeah character wise so exactly uh like you said and he fits a, a good slot um I, there's a list that I want to try that's um, him barrage horrible or him something horrible. I mean, the, the horrible was for enabling barrage so that it's like, okay, two mm-hmm. guys have bold two. And it, like, yeah. or odds are they're going to have bold two if you sequence everything the way you want it. That necessitates maybe horrible getting in first, which makes this really weird. Um, <laughs> like if you if you go Not first. With, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah going so. second, you're fine. Or mm-hmm. should should be fine because you'll find some way to enable either. Horrible no, because they would have to be flipped. That's the problem. That's that's why he's this. That's why Fangor is so much better than Barrage because he's like the flip. Barrage yeah. still ultimately has to flip. So right. That's why I said I want to try it, but it's one of those yeah. like I'm still working through the mm-hmm. what the scenarios are. But yeah, the non-flipping to be Barrage 
incredible. The other thing here in Orange deck is that like Parsec is no joke when it when it falls off. Like you're still basically yeah. attacking for five mm-hmm. before you play upgrades or 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 um actions on him. So like having him start as bold three against relevant guys and then eventually you're gonna get this attacker that's gonna do even more is like pretty insane. And like I said, I haven't tried him yet with like clobber because I'm just afraid and a lot of decks I've been playing against are like these I did three wide things. Yeah. So like he's not he wouldn't be activating at that point. Like he would activate against Sky Shadow after Sky Shadow combine, which is totally fine, but like it's not the same and t- that type of thing. So at the same time if you drop clobber on him, you're still four bolt three in an orange mm-hmm. deck. So Yes, you're not four bold five, obviously worse, but or likely not four bold five. Four bold three is is basically wheel check. So yeah, like that's and still pretty and, good. And the point is, way later in the game, you're getting this like giant guy that's like yeah. hit you for seven instead of hitting you for five, which I mean, right. is still pretty giant. But you know, uh, it's you can do some some mean amounts of damage very yeah. easily. So, uh, but I think that'll cover it for Fangry. Now, let's talk about Night Racer, so, who has... I forever will mentally mess up which mode is which, like which one's the bold, which one's the tough. Even the uh, tough. like, I'm, I'm always going to have to look at it. I'm just the always going to mess The tough up. is the good one. <laughs> well, yes, but um, there are thoughts that I've had about, again, we talked about earlier with the, with Pounce about hypothetical orange secret action things this is another way to try and make up for those secret actions being bad Mm -hmm. like worse than they would otherwise bold one's not exactly exciting but at least something it's fine Mm -hmm. um but yeah i would agree with you that the the tough one side so this is another character that i knew a lot of of our teammates would be playing so i haven't emphasized her as much as i would have otherwise but do you feel that it has been any sort of hindrance when comparing to Flame War? No, it's been way better than Flame War. I mean, the range tag is obviously there, which is, has come up on multiple occasions, both in our recent testing, but also in the past. It made it awkward to make certain builds work. Where, But was saving the, the or realistically, saving the flip, was that important for you? Yes, as well as... She's 11-2 versus Flame Wars 10-1. Yes. So, like, yes, she doesn't get tough to your whole team, but her own survivability is better. So you save a flip, and you have better inborn survivability. And when you put a... That's just innate. When a secret action's in play, then she is Flame War and has better survivability. So it's really just a question of... Yeah, the the only question is, is the... That third character, so it's her, your primary character, whoever your third one is, is that character sturdy enough to withstand the fact that, I expect on those turns, you're going to have have to do something else other than play a secret action, so does the tough one matter there is probably the decision point. It's a lot worse when Spymaster's Root didn't exist. Now that it does, it's not even a factor for me. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how that card. There's 
we had this with Wave 4, you know, with Javelin and Armament showing up late. Spymaster's Ruse changes a lot of things. Except for this one's rare, so that's what I like about it. <laughs> so. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, I don't have a toy to, to show off for Night Racer. <laughs> I don't think she actually has a toy. Like no, I, she does. I heard she does. She has a Bakan only toy, I think. Uh, is it Night Tracer or Night Racer? I think it's Night there's not two Racer. T's. There's not two T's. Or oh, they're saying Night Tracer. I yeah, I don't know if that that doesn't make any sense. Tracer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said that, there's not two T's. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Oh, that mm. they meant something else. So sorry, chat. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. She's another one that. It feels straightforward um, and is just, yeah, she's just really strong. Like, I, I don't know what else. She's the character, that. I think her and Fangry will be the characters you will see the most because they just fit in the most decks. She fits in aggro, she fits in control, she has great stats. This is why, like, to me, I mean, this is the character we mentioned way back in the beginning that I said, like, the five drop that we'll see more play than Brawn because she just has too much synergy with the decks that you want to be playing. Um, Her stratagem is the best on this list, which by definition to me makes it the best one. I would agree. Well, Um, Cosmos is obviously the best one. (laughs) I mean, I get this. It is, but just because of like, you get way more ground coverage. Like you've gained more with Cosmos with his stratagem than you do with her. I just don't know if he becomes good enough to make it matter. Right. But, like, I've used the stratagem to great effect. Mm. Um, it, it just, a lot of times for me, facilitates playing Autobots also, but that's fine. Um, but like you said, like, you can just get two more double oranges in your deck. You can just get two more double blues in your deck if you want to, like, without seems even using okay. <laughs> the ability at all, right? So That um, seems okay. Uh, I think it's that's your only option is to get those two cards. Um, you can get a, you get the even thing, the um, what? lucky dodge or whatever. Oh my god, I keep forgetting that card exists <laughs> until you bring it up. Uh, yeah, we could put her in the aggro pounce deck. I, I must have forgot to say that. I meant to say that earlier when we were talking about. You the, said yeah, we were just talking a, a second ago. Okay. I, uh, uh, chat saying Jurassic Punch. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't remember what. what? <laughs> I'm I'm legitimately confused there. I don't understand that's how that was. That's the powerful strategy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I got you. She it's the best strategy on this list, which therefore translates to the one. It's the best strategy we're going to talk about tonight for sure. And then I think arguably like one of the best ones in the set. So yeah, I think it, this stratagem itself is is really strong. It's just a. I guess it changed in your big guy one tall decks that, that are really three wide. Okay, yeah, chat's confirming they were talking Jurassic Punch, best stratagem. All right, fair. <laughs> um, but is it worth, you know, Galaxy of 15, her at five, do you play a four drop so you can get her stratagem? No. No, I mean, that was just... Her, she's insane. <laughs> well, yes, but does it... <laughs> we don't have a whole slew of... 14 drops. I mean, other we have the obvious one. The only one? Yes. Is he the only 14? Mm. I mean, Ultra Magnus is with his thing, but yeah. um, point being is if is since we don't have another point of comparison, it's just, do you want to play Shockwave? Do you want to play 
galaxy. And it's not, well, do you give up that star on galaxy to get this other 14 drop there? It's only shockwave is your other option. So you don't need a strategy in there because I think, cause shockwave would want to have her like the double blues and I'm not going to play. I don't think I'm going to, I don't want to lose sights. So, mm-hmm. but in, but in all these versions, like again, like, Shockwave, her, and Flame War would give you essentially a permanent tough two on your whole team. That seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, essentially. So, and, and yeah. he would also have the ability to make use of Heroic Resolve having absolutely no value in the deck because he could just draw so many cards that, like, it doesn't even matter if you draw it. You just mm-hmm. put it right back in your deck somehow. So, well, I mean, you just play Energize Field if you have to. As, like, a playable card. That, oh no, because it has to no, be that. It has yeah. to be a secret. It has to be so, a secret. do you? That that really is the only double blue secret action. Yeah, there's only two. Hmm. This is on my list of questions as to why cards don't exist in the set. Well, I mean, there is something to be said for seeding in future sets. Well, no, I mean, she's great with Autobots right now. Oh yeah, but I mean, it, if there was a playable like a Decepticon heroic resolve. Like you said, is there a reason why that's not the set? Yeah. This is one of my many questions. Right. Of why things aren't the set. Yeah. But I'm agreeing with you. Cause I, I mean, I get it from a design perspective. I think it's a seed there or they just feel like that would be pushing the envelope too much at this point in time. But, but and I don't want to, I don't want to say that she's, I, She's not General Optimus from Siege 1. But if you're playing a single-color deck, she pretty much is. Because she will either give Tough 1 tough one, or Bold 1 to your team mm-hmm. most of the time. So it's not the same because a lot of the decks that run General Optimus have a way of interacting on both sides of combat. But like, if you're playing her in a single-color-focused deck, she pretty much is that because you usually don't care about the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I mean, not a lot, a lot of decks don't exist like that. And I think they're not as good as the ones that take more advantage of him. But like, again, similar to the flame war example, stick her with that general optimus, your deck's a thousand, your deck's way better. So like her synergy with other characters is just through the roof. You know, center with top spin. Now he's, I was going to say old, that, yeah. tough a million. Like, you know, like you're just adding, so much more power to every other card and you have huge stats to begin with and you're a car and you're um uh ranged in both modes yeah you know and you never have to flip if you're playing a blue deck i'll be honest i'm stunned that she's ranged and not a specialist and she's a super rare, similar to Windsweaver. So seems okay. (laughs) I think I I think she'll be I think other than the last card we'll talk about, because I don't understand how that value is going to happen, I think she'll be the most valuable card in the set, by far. Yes. I Because the other super rares, uh, I mean, Pounce is Just one. For, uh, and Windsweeper. I don't remember what the other ones are. Windcharger, um, Trax, and Roadhugger, who will be the least. Roadhugger? Isn't that one of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the micromaster guys? guy, the record guy. Oh, Roadbuster. 
Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Because Roadhugger is another character. Yeah, that's why. Um, I forgot he was a super rare. There's a seventh one. Is World super rare? Yeah, he'll be bad too. Yeah. So yes, I'm gonna agree. <laughs> with I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Night Racer stock up now. Um, more valuable. Than, the, in my opinion, she'll be the highest value in the set, followed by Windsweeper. More valuable than Gears chat, not in our hearts. Um, <laughs> except for Scott because he hates Gears. Gears is common. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So. If you haven't guessed by now, Perceptor was at the top of the list, as you would have probably assumed. Um, we're going to close out with shout out to world champion, the best in the world, Dan Arnold, who brought this to us. Um, Why doesn't he have the microscope thing? Well, because this is my G1 one, and let's just Different. say he was played with. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that, that, that these Transformers were played with. But this one does. The arm thing's still on there? Like the uh, what the silver things? Yeah, yeah. So like, how does the microscope break? But you have that still on there. I would think those are the things that everyone loses all the time. This, this toy is like thirty years old, man. But I always, I always <laughs> lost the little silver things. How many did you have? No, I would just lose them for like a day. Oh, oh, like, gotcha. I would, lose them. I would just say, what did you like collect perceptors? Yeah, like I used them as like he could throw them as like weapons. Oh, like I got you. That would be a <laughs> yeah. good reason why you lost them. Yeah. See, but this one. The telescope moves. Uh, oh, cool. This is, this is the one where he... I think the other one moved, too. The other one moved, I think, too. Did it? It's been yeah. so long since I had that part. So, <laughs> um, His sniper rifle is in storage because I take all the little pieces, so I, yeah. I don't lose them as much anymore. Uh, but this is the one that we have the precise sniper. So, mm. um, That's not the headmaster one, right? No, it is. Oh, okay. I pulled his chest out. <laughs> but there's the yeah, you can okay. pop that off. Uh, so this is the Titan Master version. But anyway, yeah. so as to the actual card, I mean, if you've been watching our live streams, you've seen a handful of Perceptor games. I I don't know if it's as many as people expected, but there have been a few Perceptor games on stream because he's just. I mean, it's it, it feels fitting. At the power level for this card. There's no deck that revolves around wanting to play certain battle cards that isn't improved by him being the character in the deck that you want to run it against. Why don't we want to run with it? It even went to the level, and not to break your train of thought, but like, no, no, no. It, so we've seen aggressive Perceptor decks, we've seen multi pit Perceptor decks, we've seen control. Per- uh, perceptor decks i've been working on daring escape perceptor decks like there's just like an intense amount of stuff going on and i think everybody realized that coming in but if you haven't seen some of the perceptor games it's just like it, there's so much stuff going on almost to the point that if i would be concerned with like if we had regular op next week you know, if the, if the world was in a much better place and we had regular organized play, I would be telling everybody, you need to play a lot of Perceptor games before you show up to a tournament. Because you must figure it, like, games would go to time forever. I mean, that's one concern. I mean, obviously we're playing over a camera, so it's a little bit more difficult. And a lot of oh, yeah. cards we're flipping are new cards also. We're not sure of the power level, but... 
Um, but that's my point is like even yeah. ignoring the well wait what were the cards again that I asked yeah. 50,000 times even if it was in front of you it's like okay well why do they have this card why do I just split it like do I then you have to do the math of okay well I know they want that showing off can I do it 3-1 because then Perceptor now has like base 10 attack or like it's I think the decision points I don't want to say it would overwhelm people, but I think it if if it doesn't approach that for you, either you're just really awesome at the game or you're not thinking about it enough. There's a lot of things that, that there, there's so much here that people don't understand. Like, I know when I play it, it's like, I know I want that card. So I don't care what pile it's in. I don't care whatever. That's the card I want. Yeah, because there's no, you're getting a benefit out of it. It's not like you're just, you know, it's you get this and then there's there's no upside. Like yeah. there's upside to not getting the other cards too. Right. Right. Um I also have the advantage of having played with Factor Fiction a lot when I played Magic. So like I'm used to this a little yeah. bit. Um where it's basically just But in this game you're digging a tenth of your deck every single time you do it. Yeah. Um every time I do it for some reason in my head, I feel like I just treasure hunted and I don't, I don't, but it's like, no, wait, I still have to, I still get to play my action and my upgrade. Like a lot of times that I played, I'm like, oh, now I'm just going to play my upgrade. Oh, that, wait, I still have my entire turn. That's one of the other things that as I was playing against you, I was playing against Dan is, wait, so that was just your regular flip. So I have to take into consideration, are you playing one of these this turn and does it blow me out right now versus, right. okay, does that change the pile where I have to make sure okay, I don't want you to have this this turn, not just future turns. Well, on top of future turns, whatever. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of stuff. To me, any deck that's based around wanting to get a certain type of battle card, if not specific battle card, mm. operates best with him. So, like, cars decks want certain engines. Aggressive decks want I still function um direct damage decks want xyz direct damage like like secret action so you're, so you're saying decks. decks that want cards <laughs> but <laughs> like, specific <laughs> but specific cards well but it it almost comes down to i don't want to say every deck should have perceptor no I it, but it, like it's because you had mentioned direct damage it's okay there's a there's a wide swath of direct damage and it's like any of them are probably fine you know, like any of the playable ones that you would include in a deck anyway. The aggressive decks that are digging for buffs or or direct damage, or like you said, all the, the list of stuff you just went through, it's like, okay, every competitive deck has a set of cards that they would love to see every game or must see every game in some circumstances. Okay, go get them, and you, you'll have them. <laughs> well, there's a down, but see, there's a downside to it being in everything, is that he's still flip-intensive. Yes. He requires you play three blanks in your deck. Um, guaranteed to yep. play three showing off in your deck. Um, and that hurts your ability. Like, you can't just play like, also a bunch of ice functions and one shell stands, etc. Like, it hurts, yeah, it, it hurts that ability. Right. Um, the mode he wants to attack in often 
like his defense is one in that mode, so he's very vulnerable in that mode. Although he yes. does have a, a, a good hit point total. Um, you don't really want him to get KO'd, so the the fact that he's a tight master to me is relatively irrelevant most yeah. of the time. Um, but to me, it's like I need black cards for horrible. Play Perceptor. I need ways to damage myself with Windsweeper. Play Perceptor. I need um, I don't like. I need secret actions for Pounce and Night Tracer. Play Play Perceptor. I need Hunker Down for my tanks. Play Perceptor. It's like yeah. I, I need starter engines for my cars or turbo boosters. Play Perceptor. <laughs> like like there's, he's essentially a treasure hunt for abilities. Like at worst. So like, we've said that before. Where I I don't remember when we said it. It must have been like Siege One reveals or something. I don't. I remember the conversation. I just don't remember when it happened. Of I you had said something and I had replied with I don't know if we'll ever see a treasure hunt for abilities just because it seems like it would be ridiculous. Even though you you wouldn't be able to you know treasure hunt and then play an ability same turn. Well, I, I guess you kind of can now, <laughs> right? Which is so. I guess I was wrong that we 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 got a treasure hunt for abilities. It, it's just incredible. I mean, yeah, you. I won't, mean, this go it, it goes a hundred percent to my theory that the game is not about card advantage; it's about card selection. This is by far the best card selection you can get in the game. Mm. Um, again, like every time I flipped it and I see those four cards, I'm always like, I'm taking that. I I know I want that one. I remember there's a game against you where I'm like, yeah, I'm taking the pile of tripwire, like yes. into my hand. So and I remember like, that one because I'm like, is there <laughs> any way that I can coax him out of it? And I'm like, I don't think there is. <laughs> and so, I think that's a mentality you you probably you're gonna need to have going in with this guy. Of um, obviously you're building the deck, you you're putting the cards in, you know exactly how you want it to operate, or you should. You should right. have those scenarios. Like you said, as soon as the cards hit the table, it's like, all right, I, I know the pile I'm choosing. I guess the only mm-hmm. time is like if somebody did four and zero or something, if like that was would throw you off, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, I agree with Chad. It, it kind of plays into the points you were just making of he he may not be the perfect fit, but he's always almost always going to fit in like any arbitrary deck. Like it's hard to find a place that he wouldn't be a decent, at least, if not necessarily the apex option. Um, you have to put him with non-flipping partners, right? Well, you that's you part, can you can make it not work, yeah. <laughs> if you go out of your way, yeah. I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing is like he can't be in a deck with anybody else that wants to flip. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're four wide, I guess. And then one other character can flip, but any odd guess, number, yeah. any odd number characters, he he can't. Which I doubt he, he can't even do five wide. So if you're three wide, you have to play him with non-flipping partners. And if you're four wide, you can play him with one other flipping partner. Gotcha. So there are there are there are not difficult hoops to jump through, but I've seen a lot of other. Non difficult hoops not be jumped through by people at other times. So well, there's know. that. Yes, um, <laughs> I can agree with that. He just 
he presents so many options and this is something else Chad had brought up that he's also fun. And I will say, okay, so part of the fun is I played Dan, I don't know if it was the first stream game um, that he had done with Perceptor, but it's fun working through the scenarios and trying to figure out, okay, am I splitting these right? Does it matter? Um, I think ultimately the builds, the competitive builds that will have Perceptor there will never be a good choice. So no matter how you split them, like you said, it's just never going to work out. Uh, but it gives you that illusion of, oh, well, maybe I'll trick them into this. It's like, you're not going to, but it is even fun playing into Perceptor, I guess is where I'm going with it. No, the illusion is that just assume they were going to just draw that card anyway and then just do whatever's going to be best for you. Mm-hmm. So like... If you, if you if they're going to draw that card anyway, just assume they drew it off the top and like try to give them the least amount of other advantage that you're going to get out of it. So oh, yeah. put the card you know is best with the most worthless card or cards or put it in a pile with three and then mm. the, the he only gets plus one attack if they chose if they choose to to, to put to take to the draw, quantity. Take that pile. I don't know how often that's going to happen, I guess. It should happen more than people give credit for because well, I, yeah. if otherwise you're giving an advantage on both sides. So the problem is, is that often I agree, but like scenarios say a showing off that you would want to put in a three, or maybe not showing off, but like whatever the one card is, you try and put it at the three, two other ones that is, and those other two cards are also relevant. But there's, a, you but there's get... a tempo ability like to not you can't play them all. Obviously, if it's an action and an upgrade, it's a different story. Exactly, yeah. But if it's not, that's the scenario I was thinking of. If it's three actions, yes, you'll you got to try and close the game out before those other things matter. I mean, you can also win a game right away. Like if you flip over things that are going to set you up for turns from now, mm-hmm. then like every other flip is just. Power them up, power them up, power them up, power them up. Like, I don't care what the cards are. They don't matter to me. Like, obviously, I'll take the best ones. But, like, if you want to keep giving me 3-1 piles, he's just going to keep getting permanent leap into battles. Like, I don't really care. Yeah, those add up pretty quick. Adds up pretty quick. (laughs) Um, um, Do you... So, advising people out there who are clearly going to be seeing a lot of Perceptors in their future, opposing Perceptors, you mentioned trying to get the piles set up that way. Any other tips from your Factor Fiction days that you would relay for Perceptor going forward that do you like is aside from general rule of thumb things is there anything else that or even if there are other rule of thumbs you want to share put the actions in one pile upgrades in another pile that's an option because you don't want to give them both plays for the turn because like we said a lot of times I'm going into it thinking because it's from my magic days and the card cost four resources in that game which pretty much took up your entire turn um or most of your turn um as the game went on. So like in this situation, like, no, they still get their action and upgrade. So don't give them like an insane turn. Um, uh, I mean, I tend to build the decks with a lot of one ofs in it, which makes the deck like really powerful for me as the perceptive player, because it just opens up so many different options. Yeah. Um, I guess just don't fret over your... Like, just assume that they're going to just have drawn that card. Just don't give them the best of both worlds. It's the big thing. Like, 
you can't fret like, oh, look at all these cards are so good. Like if you're if the cards are bad, then like your opponent's deck is bad and you shouldn't worry about it anyway. Like mm. if you're expecting that your opponent's gonna flip over four bad cards, like what game are you playing? Like I'll, I'll take anybody's deck and just flip over four random cards. They shouldn't be bad cards, right? So like, sorry that you didn't hit three handheld blasters and a security checkpoint. Like sorry that that wasn't the flip that you had. Like I don't tell you, you know, like. Um, the, the the question for like it it gives every card in your deck green in my opinion like because you're gonna see every single card right. Um, the fun thing for me is that it's allowed me to try out a lot of cards from the set by just by playing one of them because if I want to get that card gives you a reasonable point, scenario I'm, I'm gonna get it yeah. Um, which allows me to find out whether or not I would want more of them in other decks, right? Or even in this deck and things like that. So, from a playtesting perspective, it really helps test cards out because I don't have to play a full playset of them to worry about it. Absolutely, and it gives you. I mean, I think there's probably somebody out there. It's like, well, why don't you just test decks like that anyway? Uh, because you won't draw them as often, so... Right. This gives you the ability to find them and also play them in a reasonable scenario, like, make evaluation much more readily than you would otherwise, so... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure we could go and will, in the future, go on and on about Perceptor, because above and beyond even Night Racer and other cards on this list, like, the ubiquity of Perceptor is, is going to be almost absolute... <laughs> Yeah, I would say you should buy a box of this set. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna want Perceptor in your collection. Yeah, and I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have many of them, and and, and and I don't I'm I'm still not sure how it's actually going to work. To be honest with you, because I don't know how you're, how many you're actually gonna get at each store. Oh yeah, um, I they had to order. Th- is that? accurate like i thought i saw something like through wpn it was like the stores or maybe it's not through there like the stores have to to order a kit is that correct yeah but uh there's the possibility that you could be buying more product than the number of perceptors that come in the kit and what happens in that situation oh i gotcha yeah yeah the so. possibility <laughs> There's a strong possibility that, that could happen. There's, what, what there's a tiny chance. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, or if you order from online retailers, like what happens in that situation, which you shouldn't do. You should order from your local game store. But yeah. what happens in that situation for people that do, for example? So Yeah, it's. Uh, I would assume they wouldn't get it. In large quantities. Yeah. Uh, chat saying for the folks that are buying more than one box stores, handing them one. What if you bought them the boxes on different days? Just kept coming back or something. <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of situations people are in, but like, I would imagine that I think the kit comes with 20 or 25 the way I understand it. And I would imagine that most stores out there are not getting that many boxes so a lot of stores should be fine quote unquote yeah but i can also picture myself six months from now driving around buying boxes from stores yeah because because the popular stores will should be out of them and i don't have an answer yet what to do in that situation so 
Makes sense. Yeah, he's uh, it is going to be weird. I think you'd said that earlier about the uh, it, I guess with respect to yeah, it was when we were talking about Night Racer of how exactly or which card exactly will be the most valuable monetarily due to all of the the different things. I think ultimately he will be the most because I don't understand how the the quote restock ability on him is ever going to work. I don't know if that's a thing. I, I don't know how that works. I wonder I can't if, get a straight answer as to how that works. I wonder if there's the potential down the line of Energon Edition 2.0 that would include this. I mean, I would imagine there might be a way to reorder some kind of kit later that has this, but I don't know that yet. So. Well, I'm I'm sure there's going to be a a line in the sand at some point in the future of okay, we're only we're done printing these, so I don't know when that decision would be made. Yeah, I can't get a. I, I haven't got an answer yet on this question, so mm. I, I I will get an answer, but I don't have it yet. So fair. Well, that'll do it for the character edition, folks. Um, as I said at the top, we're gonna dive into battle cards. Stratagems are kind of gonna get mixed in. Um, we'll play it by ear. Heads will obviously be brought up as other related things come up. Um. And we'll see how things go from there. Uh, like I've kind of brought up periodically, if you want to watch us do some live games, head on over to the VectorSigma.info YouTube page. Uh, I know Dan has been making efforts to, to get everything out there for the various stream nights, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, and then he's been doing some kind of ad hoc stuff on Mondays as well with a number like other groups outside Vector Sigma. So um just wanted to put that out there for people who want to check out some of the stuff because we're tr- we're trying to make an effort to we got to do what we can given if, the real life circumstances. If you're listening to this, whether live or after the fact, I can't imagine you don't know this is already happening. But if you want to see real decks for the next meta being tested and like be part of the playtesting process, then I, I mean, I. I well, unabashedly say there's no better place to go right now, and anyone that disagrees, I would find it fault with that 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 <laughs> that assumption because it's just not true. So, uh, uh, I mean, like you're basically just seeing us playtest like the entire set. Um, with, well, and my, and my weird stuff too. <laughs> but it's still playtesting. It's still well, trying things out. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Um. um Yes, I'm sorry you won't see like random card dot deck being tested, but I mean you're you're seeing you're seeing alpha versions of tournament decks being worked through. So like the games that are being uh, put out there are just whether it's live or whether it's after the fact because they're all being cut up to to make daily videos and things like that are to me just the best content you can absorb right now. Besides this, of course. Obviously, everybody <laughs> loves the sound of our voices, so which yes. you can also get on those other streams yes. and other videos. But uh, without making this one too much longer, as always, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.